marketers, they get so excited about like the cold traffic. They'll step over their hot traffic, they'll step over the warm traffic, try to sell things to cold traffic. There's usually a big pile of cash right in front of you. That's your warm audience. Like sell them first and then take that money and then sell your warm audience, which is people in the industry, and take that before you start going colder and colder. Welcome to the Boss Bay Podcast, a place where we share with you the real behind the scenes of building successful businesses, achieving peak performance, and learning how to balance it all. I'm Natalie Ellis, CEO and Boss Babe, and your host for this week's episode. This week, I'm interviewing my friend Russell Brunson, the co-founder of ClickFunnels. Russell started his first online company when he was wrestling in college, and within a year of graduation, he had sold over a million dollars of his own products and services from his basement. And over the past 15 years, he has built a following of over a million entrepreneurs sold hundreds and thousands of copies of his books and popularized the concept of sales funnels and co-founded the software company ClickFunnels, which helps tens of thousands of entrepreneurs quickly get their message out to the marketplace. Last year, ClickFunnels did $100 million in revenue, which is incredible. We use ClickFunnels within the business and it's been such a game changer. So if you're interested, I'll put the link below for that. And Russell actually recently wrote a completely free book called Traffic Secrets, where he teaches you how to master evergreen traffic to attract your ideal clients. He does a deep dive on his strategies and step-by-step framework for generating organic traffic that converts. I learned so much from reading this book. In fact, I've read every single one of his books and it's been a game changer around funnels. And I just thought it was absolutely genius. So if you're interested in getting a free copy of Traffic Secrets, you've just got to pay shipping. I'll go ahead and leave the link for you in the show notes below. It's honestly really worth getting a copy. It's about $10 for shipping. It's really, really worth it. It's a good book. And so with that, we'll just dive straight into today's episode. As always, take a screenshot, share your biggest takeaways and Insta stories. Tag me at IamNatalie, tag at BossWave.inc, and then tag at Russell Brunson. This podcast is brought to you by Boss Babe, our very own company, because we have something amazing to share with you. So for the first time ever, we are pulling back the curtain to share off our Boss Babe sold out launch playbook with you. So this is a free 75 minute training session where I'm going to show you how to have incredibly profitable launches that you can rinse, repeat and scale every single time without the constant anxiety, burnout or overwhelm because trust me, I've been there way too many times and I know it is not pretty. So if you aren't hitting your sales goals or you're struggling to find paying clients for your products and services and you maybe feel completely overwhelmed every single time you go into a launch, you might not even know what a launch is. This training is for you. I have never, ever, ever taught these launch strategies before so you're in for a major reveal. Space is really limited though and the training is first come, first serve. So register today and join me. It's going to be epic. So here are some of the things you're going to learn during the training. How to create a major cash injection in your business whilst bringing in ideal clients, hitting your sales goals and making an impact. How to have consistently sold out launches, ones that you can rinse and repeat every single time. How to set up your launches before, during and after so that you can put your feet up, sip a latte and let your systems do the heavy lifting. And then also how to create your very own launch playbook so that you can step away delegate to your team and not do everything alone. Trust me, I know that this sounds way too good to be true when you're wondering how you can possibly have a successful launch without overwhelm or stress. And I am telling you it is possible. I know what it's like to be stressed out by launches and feel like you're waking up with a lack of direction or not knowing what it looks like to really be bringing in those clients. And I want to show you the way. So go sign up at bosswave.com forward slash launch formula. That's bosswave.com forward slash launch formula. A boss babe is unapologetically ambitious and paves the way for herself and other women to rise. Keep going and fighting on. She is on a mission to be her best self in all areas. It's just believing in yourself. Confidently stepping outside her comfort zone to create her own vision of success. Vision of success. Vision of success.
Russell, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be amazing. And like I said, I just want to dive in at the deep end because one question that we get asked a lot is, well, I've built my product. I have a really, really good product. I've been doing what I do for so many years and now I'm bringing it online. I have no clients and I don't know where to start. And your new book that I was just talking to you about, I've been diving into, we've been using this quarantine time to implement so many things and the results have been phenomenal. Like I'm talking, we've made thousands and thousands of sales from this book and talking about funnels. So I want to know when people are coming to you and they're saying there's no one buying and I've got this amazing product what's the problem there yeah it's so interesting most entrepreneurs have this mistaken mindset it reminds me of the movie filled with dreams with kevin costner where he hears that voice like if you build it they will come like go build this baseball field so he goes and he does all the work to build this field and then the movie people come but in reality with entrepreneurs that's really bad business advice like build it and then people will come but that's what most people do is they spend so much time building a product or a course or all these things and then they get done and they're like why is nobody here why is nobody coming to to buy it The businesses that I start nowadays, I usually try to start first with where is the traffic going to be coming from? And then I build a business around that. But most people kind of flip-flop it around. What I always tell people is like, like getting traffic online is really easy when you can answer like two basic questions. And most people think like, I got to figure out Facebook ads or Google ads or all these complicated things. It's actually a lot easier than that. Like the two questions you got to ask yourself is number one is who is your dream customer? And you have to ask that question at a deeper level than most people think about. You know, most people are like, oh, my dream customers, men from 14 to, you know, whatever. They like these little things. Say like, no, like really understand them. Like what do they care about? Like what do they like to read about? What podcasts they listen to? Like understanding them at, at a level so you know exactly like who they are and what they're doing. And so that's question one. The question number two then is, okay, now that I know who this person is, like where are they actually hanging out online? And that's what opens up this whole world of traffic when you're like, okay, like let's say you have a health product, right? That you're going to sell or, or there's, let's say health. And so it's like, okay, who are my dream customers and then where are they hanging out? Like, what are the blogs they read? How many different health blogs are there that they might be reading? You know, how many different health podcasts are they listening to? How many health Facebook groups are they in? How many health email lists do they subscribe to? And it really just comes down to start thinking like, where are these people hanging out at? Because they're there. The greatest thing about the internet is it's, it's given all of us this ability to like connect with things that we're passionate about. And so people have already congregated together. And our job is just to figure out like where are those congregations? And then we go and get our message out in front of them. And so that's kind of like the first step, I think, for most people is stepping back and really figuring out who's your customer and then where are they hanging out online. Yeah, I love that. And it's the same thing with social media, right? Like I get people coming to me and saying, Natalie, my Instagram content is amazing, but no one's seeing it. And you can't just put out great content with zero eyeballs and hope that it gets (laughs) some kind of traction. So when it comes to you've identified your dream customer, perhaps you've gone that deep level, you know exactly what pain points they're facing, you know exactly what they're trying to achieve and you've identified they're in certain Facebook groups, they're following certain influencers. What's the next step? Is it, okay, how do I find them for free? Or do you jump right into paid? Because I know there's a lot of people that are saying, well, actually, we should be starting free and getting proof of concept before we go to paid. So is that what you agree with? And do you think we should be achieving certain revenue levels before we move to paid? I'd almost start even one step prior to that before I move into either free or paid is I would be asking, like, if I figured out here's these different groups where people are hanging out, my next question is like, well, who's in charge of those groups? Mm. Who's the influencer? Who's the person where if I can build a relationship with that one person, it could give me access to that entire group, that entire blog, or that entire podcast. I think about with just me launching this book or you look at any good product launch. It's been fun during this quarantine time. My kids and I, we've been watching um, all the Avenger movies from the very beginning, you know, and going through them in, in order. And we're about halfway through them right now. And so uh, we're excited because when we get to the end, the next Avenger movie that's coming out is Black Widow. 
And it's interesting if you watch like how Hollywood, when like when they launch something, what they do, if they go out there and, and yes, they go and they buy ads and they're buy, you know they're paying for ads on TV and on before movie trailers and billboards and stuff like that. But what's interesting is that in conjunction with that, what they're doing is they're saying, okay, who are the people that that control tons of eyeballs, right? And so they're like, well, the Today Show and the Tonight Show and Good Morning America, and they find these people or these companies, whatever you call them, they have access to a whole bunch of people. And so what you'll see is like right before the movie Black Widow comes out, Scarlett Johansson, who's the widow, she's going to be on all these shows, like working her way in and getting on the shows and, and talking about the movie and showing them clips and getting people to go out and watch it that weekend. And so she's doing all that. She'll be hitting the whole circuit, doing all these things. And I think for us, it's a similar thing. Like, again, it comes back, who's your dream customer? Where are they congregating? And who's in charge of those congregations, right? And obviously, I know you, know, when we met, I know that you've got a big podcast and a big congregation, a big following. And so, and other people like Dean and Tony, and like all these people that we meet, like, yes, eventually I'm going to go and buy ads to Tony's followers and sell my product and, and to Dean's and to yours and other people's. But initially what I try to do is build a relationship with the person and then figure out like there's other ways that we can work together, work your way in and get the, the free traffic initially. And so I am a big believer in doing that first or in conjunction, doing it at the same time, especially when you're getting started. Because I think it's interesting to me that a lot of people, they feel really comfortable buying books or products or things like that, but they get nervous buying ads. And so because a lot of them never do anything. So I think for most people, it's best to start on the free stuff and working your way into people's audiences because you don't have to risk the money up front, but then reinvesting a lot of that back into actual paid ads afterwards. Mm, I love that. I can see so many people listening like that is the step that I've been missing because they've jumped into, okay, do I go free? Can I just go start putting a lead magnet out there? Or do I go paid and start investing in these ads, but actually looking at who the person running the group is or who's that person that's got a podcast. And so when it comes to building those relationships, if you're early starting out and you perhaps are new to the online space, you don't have a ton of followers, what are your tips for approaching, say, ahead of a Facebook group? And asking if you can come and do a joint live with them or someone who's got a podcast. It's not the biggest podcast in the world, but it's a podcast. How would you start that? You know, it's interesting. One of the, the most powerful ways to get into people's groups like that is because you always wonder like, what do I have to offer them? Like, maybe I'm just getting started. I don't have an email list. Or I don't have a big following. Like, why would they have me on their thing? And so, in fact, there's a chapter in the new book. It's called Infiltrating Your Dream 100. What I talk about in there is basically the power of having your own show. And I tell a story that's, I don't know if you, um, do you know who Arsenio Hall is? No. So back when I was a teenager, there was this TV show, it was a late night talk show, and it's called The Arsenio Hall Show. And he was like the coolest talk show guy in the world. He had, in fact, when President Clinton, before he ran for president, he came on the show and like played saxophone and like while he was running for president. And then like, it was a big deal. The show was really big. A couple of years later, it got canceled and nobody ever heard from Arsenio Hall again for like decades. A couple of years ago, back when Donald Trump was the celebrity apprentice, Arsenio Hall was one of the contestants on the show. So he comes out. I was like, I remember that guy. He was the guy that he was the big famous guy that had the talk show like 20 years ago that no one's heard of from since. And I was watching the show and they had all these celebrities and then they had this fundraising task. They had to go raise money. And so all the celebrities on the phone calling their rich buddies and trying to raise money for their charities. And you know, some people raised millions of dollars. Other people raised hundreds of thousands. But every celebrity raised some amount of money except for Arsenio Hall. He raised zero dollars during the task. And at the end of the task, you know, all his teammates are mad at him. And they showed this little clip of him. And he said, you know what was interesting? He's like, when I had my own show, everybody returned my call. And it was so interesting to me because I was like, oh my gosh, if I want someone to, to return my call, like, how do I do it? Like, what do I have to offer somebody? When I met Tony Robbins the first time, like, I didn't have anything to offer him. Like, that guy could get anything in the world he wants. But I had a platform. I had my own little show. I had something I could provide him in value of, like, I'm going to interview and let, you know, my people hear from you. And so I always tell people, it's like, one of the most powerful things you can do is start your own show. And it could be, you know, it could be a podcast. It could be doing Facebook Lives. It could be a blog. It doesn't really matter what the format is. It's just having something where you're creating your own platform. 
because that's what you really have to offer someone. If you've got some big group and they're like, hey, I want to, you know, and you want to go to a Facebook Live their group, you might ask them first, like, hey, I've got, I've got my own podcast over here. Do you want to come on my podcast? I'll interview you. And it gives you a chance to interview them and get to know them. And you're giving them access to your platform, which is what the most valuable thing you could give somebody. And then in exchange, you're asking if you can get access to their platform. And so I always tell people like that's the, one of the first steps is to create your own show, even though it's weird and scary at first, but it'll get you access to people that you could never get access to in a million years otherwise without it. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think it's so incredibly important to do the groundwork and never just expecting that someone's going to give you access to their audience and thinking about what you could offer them and leading with that. So one thing that I want to make sure we do, we cover on this interview is I want to go over a lot of top level stuff because a lot of the tactical stuff is is in your book and your book's free. I'm going to put a link below. So anyone listening to this podcast, you can get the book for free. You've just got to pay shipping. It's incredible. So one thing that I want to talk about as well, because I know you've got some tactics. We've talked about how to like get really clear on your dream customer how to find out where they're hanging out online I know all of that's in the book and then how to build your own audience so let's talk a little bit about the difference between cold warm and hot traffic because there's probably a lot of people listening that are seeing audience as one in the same yeah. my sister's friend and then the neighbor down the street everyone's the same <laughs> and there's a big difference and this was something I really had to learn because our boss babe I always done everything organically and we were just talking about this but I didn't really have to think about cold audiences and I spent so long putting out content that when I put an offer out there I was attracting hot leads and it was a very different conversion tactic to anything before so can you explain the difference between those things yeah I remember the first time I realized that because I had the same thing like I had my own little list and I was selling stuff and like they bought everything and I would try to go and market it to people who didn't know who I was and it wouldn't do very good and then the further I tried to market it the worse the sales got I'd be so confused. I'm like, oh, my funnel is converting it, whatever number. But then I, as I buy ads, it got worse. And then it kept getting worse the further away you go. And I actually found a, an old quote from this old marketer. He's passed away, but his name was Eugene Schwartz. And he talked about, about the different temperatures of, of traffic, which hot, warm, and cold. This is him you know, writing back in the direct mail days. So it's before we had Facebook or anything. But the way I look, I look at it now is like your hot audience, this is people who know who you are. They know your name. They know exactly what you do. And because of that, especially if you have a good relationship with them, they love you and they're kind of going to buy whatever, you know, most things that you offer them, like they're going to buy, they're going to, it's not super hard to sell your warm audience. They love you already, right? And if you come out with a cool offer, they're going to go buy it. Then you move one step back to the warm. So the warm is basically they're people in your industry. So they kind of are aware of like the kind of things you sell and things like that, but they just don't know you yet, right? They know all the other people. They know all the other quote unquote gurus or influencers or whatever in your space. They just don't know you yet. And so that's your warm audience. So a lot of times when Someone's going in and buying ads on Facebook and they're targeting different influencers or different people. A lot of times that's like warm traffic, right? And then the next tier back, excuse me, so with warm traffic, you have to bridge the gap a little bit more, right? You can't just be like, you know, hey, buy my stuff because we have a good relationship, you should buy my stuff. It's like, they don't know you. So you have to usually grab them. You have to tell them your story. You have to get their attention. It's a little bit harder to do, but it's not too difficult just because they're already interested in the types of things that you're selling. They know other people in your market. And if you can just show them that, you can build a relationship with them and you can tell them a really good story. That'll get people to kind of come into your world. And then the third tier out is cold traffic, which these are people that they may have a problem, but they don't know, they have no idea what the solution are. They don't know who the other people are or influencers or anything. They're just, they're really cold traffic. And um, the way that I try to explain cold traffic, like imagine you had a product to sell and you go down to the food court at the mall and there's like 500 people that are all eating lunch. You know, we're not in quarantine time, so it's you know back when back when there are people <laughs> everywhere, and they're all eating lunch, and you pull a stool out and you stand up on top of it and you shout from the top of your lungs whatever your product is, right? So for me, it's like, who here wants a book about how to get traffic? And you look like who in the audience, like who at the food court would raise their hand? 
what normally happens is that most of us, the language we use, because like our, our warm audience knows us and our market kind of knows us, we use different phrases, right? Like for me, I'll use I'll use funnels or the word traffic even. Like traffic is, I always think like everyone knows what traffic is. But if I go to the food court and I yell, who wants a book about traffic? They're going to think this is about driving down the street. They're going to have no idea what <laughs> traffic even means. And so with cold audiences, you have to bridge it even more. Like I, t- I have to say, you know, who here wants a book about how to get people to, to come to your website and give you money? Then people in the food court might be like, oh, yeah, it sounds good. I want that. But if I use words like traffic or funnels, they're going to be so confused that no one's going to follow me. And so with cold ads, you have to do a lot more where you change your language and simplify things so you can get their attention. But then you have to you have a longer process to warm them up and help them understand you know, what you do. And you know, a lot of times it's just the phrases we use to explain things they don't understand. And it just takes a lot longer. One thing I do find interesting, though, is that most marketers, they get so excited about like the cold traffic. They'll step over their hot traffic, they'll step over the warm traffic, try to sell things to cold traffic. And I always tell people, I'm like, no, like the first step is there's usually a big pile of cash right in front of you. That's your warm audience. Like sell them first and then take that money. And then like then sell your warm audience, which is people in the industry, and take that before you start going colder and colder. Because a lot of times people will step over dollars trying to get colder dollars down the way because they think it might be bigger or but the reality is like sell to the hot audience then you're warm and then and then move out to cold later yep i love that and i think that's so true there's often i'll see clients of mine who might have 100 people on facebook right and they're Mm -hmm. like i've got no audience so i'm gonna have to start ads and go cold but they're bypassing those 100 people right in front of them that know like and trust them (laughs) and so it's like how can you just look at what you've got because i think sometimes the online world makes these numbers look so small but i always say imagine if you're in a room with 100 people or i've only got 10,000 followers well imagine being in a room with 10,000 people what are you going to say that captivates them which kind of comes on to what you said where you said tell them your story or tell them a good story how important do you think storytelling is with online marketing and and how do you recommend people weave this into their funnels their sales pages any kind of stuff they're putting out there online yeah in fact my second book was the whole book's about story and like understanding how to tell stories and things like that but as it relates to traffic it's the key in fact one of the chapters here in the book is called uh, hook story offering the attractive character and it walks through kind of this framework where when I'm trying to get traffic, I always picture like my end customer sitting on their phone and they're on Facebook or Instagram. They're scrolling through, bored out of their mind, you know. And my job with my post is to, like is to hook them and to grab their attention. I'm visualizing them swiping through my thing and like, what are they going to do that's going to stop them from swiping? Like, what is this? What's Russell doing? So the first step is hook. Like, what's the hook you're going to put out there? And the hook could be a headline. It could be a video. It could be a picture. It could be the background. It could be any tool we have to grab their attention just for a second, right? So that's the first step is our hook. Then after we have their attention... They're basically giving us permission. We have a little window that opens up where we have a chance to tell them a story. And the goal of the story, there's kind of two major goals with the story. Number one is to build connection with that person, right? I want them, if they watch my ad at the end of the day, to like know who I am and remember me. So if they ever see my ad in the future, it's like, oh, that's that Russell guy. I remember I learned something cool from him or he told me that story and I want to build some personal connection with him, right? So I hook them, I tell them a story, I build a connection. And then the second goal of the story is to increase the perceived value of the thing that you're going to be selling them eventually, right? Like I'm telling the story to like show you like why this thing is so exciting, why it's so important, why you need to buy it. And then after I tell the story, then I make somebody an offer. So it's hook story offer. And if you look about, I mean, just like the process me and you are doing right now, right? Somebody's going to be looking and they're going to see a headline for a hook that's going to make them want to listen to this interview, right? Hopefully. And then now we're telling stories about the book and telling stories about how to get traffic. And, and the goal of the story is obviously to build a connection with the audience and also to increase the perceived value 
of the book that I want to offer. And then at the end, we'll make an offer for everybody to go get a free copy of the book. And so it's that hook story offer process that works so good. And what's interesting is it happens in every step of your funnel. So your ad has a hook, a story, and an offer, right? The offer is like, click on this link to go to my page where I'm going to give you a free thing or show you a video or something. Then they go to that page. And on that page, there's, a, there's also a hook, a story, and an offer right? And then maybe the offer is like, give me your email address and I'll give you this free report. And they go to the next page and that page, you're trying to sell them something. So there's a hook, a story and an offer on that page. And then the upsell, there's a hook story offered. So what's interesting is that the hook story offer happens at every single step inside the funnel. And I have people now that will pay me to come and like, look at their funnels and consult them. And, and if I tell you like, this is my big secret for anyone who's wondering like how we do this with companies is I literally just look at their ads. And I'm like, okay, if something's not working in your funnel, it's always either the hook, the story or the offer. So look at the ad and it's like, are people stopping? If not, then the hook's no good. You know, if they are, if it's grabbing them and then they're watching the video, but then they don't click on the offer, then it means the story is no good. So we need to change the story or make, or learn how to tell that story better. And if they're not clicking on the link, maybe the offer is not good. It's always either one of the, the hook, the story, or the offer. And now I'll go to the landing page and look, okay, what's wrong here? It's either the hook, the story, or the offer. It's always one of those three. And then go to the sales page and the upsell page. And like, that's it. When you understand those three things, those are the, the things that are always broken somewhere in the process. And if you can fix those, you make the story better. You make the offer a little bit sexier. You make the hook grab their attention better. That's how you make your product sell more. It's just understanding that, that simple framework. I love that so much. And what really comes through is the power of simplicity. I think with funnels, with all of this stuff, we can get so caught up in it. But like you're saying, those three things, that's what you look for. And when I'm auditing someone's Instagram account, I have a couple of things I look for. I'm not getting into their captions and, and images. It's just a couple of things that you run through. And I love that because I think one thing that often stands between people getting into funnels and getting into online marketing versus just paying someone to go do that for them and perhaps wondering why it's not working hmm. is because it can often seem overwhelming. So what would you say to someone that wants to get your book for free, wants to start getting into this and really building their audience, building an audience or a community of ideal clients who they can consistently generate revenue from? Because my guess is a lot of people listening to this, especially coming out of COVID, they're really struggling to get that consistent revenue and they know if they could just get an audience that's continually growing with ideal clients and it's generating them revenue then it would be a game changer for their business and so what would you say to them that are on the fence and they might think this is going to be really overwhelming are there a few steps that they can take yeah first thing I would say before I kind of go steps is just I would tell everybody to understand that and I talk about this in the book a little bit, but I'm a big believer that like each of our business is a calling calling from, you know, whoever I believe is calling from God. You may believe universe, whatever it's like we've been called to help people, right? Like business is all about helping people. We gather people together and then we serve them. Like that's what we do as business owners. And I think that when you understand that it's like my entire goal in life is to gather customers together so I can serve them through the products and the services I sell. Like that's powerful. And like what you're doing actually matters at a level that most people probably don't understand now, especially if you're just beginning, you don't know this yet. But after you start doing this and people start taking your products, your services, and they have success, like you'll get messages like, you literally changed my life. You changed my marriage. You changed my family, my health, whatever it is you're selling. And like, when you start seeing that, it's like, uh, like it just changes. You get so excited about like, about helping people. So I think when you understand that and understand like business is a calling and you've been called to serve a group of people, then like your job as a business owner is to figure out how do I get more people and how do I serve more people? And but when you do that, like your business will grow and you'll be more profitable. Like all, all the things that you learn in business school happen, right? You make more money and it's good. But the impact you have on people's lives will change your life at a level that you've never felt before. And so I think for people to understand that and say, okay, for me to learn these skill sets, it's going to be different. Some things aren't going to be confusing at first. It's going to be a little hard, but there's a purpose bigger than me. Like I'm doing this because I've been called to serve this group of people and I'm going to change their life, but I got to figure out how to get them. If I can't get my message to them, then, then what I'm doing is there's no point in it. And when you understand that, it's like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I remember when I first created my very first product, first thing is I created a product. 
and then nobody bought it. And I was like, now I got to figure out how to sell this thing. So I created like a sales message and a little funnel and nobody bought it. And I, it wasn't until like, man, probably eight or nine months in, I finally realized like, if I don't figure out how to get people here, everything I just created was, there was no point to any of it. There's no purpose. I have to figure this out. And when I realized that, then all of a sudden, like traffic became exciting to me because it meant something more. I think if you look at like traffic, you're like, oh, here's how to get people on my website. Like it's kind of a boring topic when you think about it that way. But if you shift your mindset to like, understand that like what you're created doesn't matter unless there's people you're showing it to, right? That's when it becomes like, okay, this is something I want to learn and it gets exciting. And the the Traffic Secrets book, it's not just here's how to run Facebook ads or here's how to do Instagram. It's not one thing. It's, it's showing you guys a lot of different ways, free ways to get traffic, paid ways, like a bunch of different things to get you thinking differently because as soon as you start thinking differently, it just opens up so many ways to find people. So as far as the steps, this is what I would do for everybody. Again, I talked about this a little earlier, but the first step is really getting crystal clear on who is the person you want to serve. When I did this the very first time, I remember I made a list of all the characteristics I wanted in my dream customer and I listed them out and then I went to Google Images and I typed in the person, like I made up, an, I had a Mike and a Julia, you know, were my two dream customers and I put all the characteristics, a whole list of characteristics I put in Google Images and all these pictures popped up. I remember looking around, I was like, boom, there's my mic and there's my Julie. Like, those are the people I want to serve. And I even, I took those pictures off Google images. I don't know who they really were, <laughs> right? Printed them off. I framed them. And I had them on my wall. I was like, okay, those are my customers. That's who I'm serving. And then I was like, okay, now, now they know who they are. I know what they're passionate about. Like, where are these people hanging out? And I started searching. In fact, when you guys get a copy of the book on page 41, I have this chart. It's called the dream 100. And it has like, has Facebook. And then underneath it, there's like 20 lines that you can fill in. And then there's like Instagram, there's 20 lines and podcasting, YouTube, email list, blogs, and it's going back to say, okay, who are 20 or 30 people on Facebook that have already congregated my dream customers? Who are those people? And then I list them out. And then who are the 20 or 30 people on Instagram that already have my dream customers following them? I list them out. And who are all the podcasts that already have my dream listeners? I list out as many as I can. I I try to do a list of 100. We call it the dream 100. And I have a list of 100 people. And then my, my biggest goal right now is like, how can I connect with those 100 people? Because they're the gateway to all of my dream customers. If I can build the relationships and get to know those people and like and connect with them, then it opens up the doors to hundreds or thousands of potential customers. And I think when you do that, that's when this game becomes fun because it's not like I have to get a million people to me. It's like I have to get to know a hundred people and and message them and talk to them and get to know them. And then it becomes it just becomes easy and becomes fun. You build relationships with people in your market that you never had before. And I don't know, it just kind of changes everything. It makes traffic less technical and more just like, this is a fun thing. I'm networking. I'm getting to know people. And when I get somebody to say yes, like, hey, Russell, I like your book. I'm willing to share with my audience. You know, that could open up 10 or 20 or 100 or 1,000 sales or more. That's really the most powerful way to, to start growing your company quickly. I love that so much. And I just know there are so many women listening to this podcast that have just been waiting to hear that one thing waiting to remind them that they're doing this for a bigger reason than them. They're being called to serve and it gets to be fun. It can be fun. So for anyone listening that has just had a big aha moment, because I know you have, I want you to pull out your phone. I want you to take a selfie of your big smiling face and tag Russell Brunson. It's at Russell Brunson. Yep. Tag at I am Natalie, tag at bossway.inc. We will repost your lovely faces. We want to see those big aha moments. And Russell, I'm going to put all the links below for the book and other books in the links below. But thank you so much. This has been incredible. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. And it's been so much fun getting to know you over the last couple of months. And I'm watching you guys and watch how you serve your audience. And it's just, it's, uh, it's really, really inspiring. So I, I appreciate you letting me share my message with them as well. And I don't take that lightly. And I'm super grateful for you for allowing me to do that. Thank you. If you loved this episode, please subscribe, download a few more, and please leave us a review. I really want to hear what you enjoyed, what your main takeaways were, and I also want to know what you want to hear us talk about next. 
to say thanks for leaving us a review, we'll send you a copy of The Boss Babe 25. The Boss Babe 25 is the 25 essential resources you need for personal and professional growth. It covers everything from our favorite rituals, books, and hacks. If you want a copy, just leave us a review, screenshot it, and send to podcast at bossbabe.com. We will then email you a copy ASAP. And since we love Instagram, you can go to the hashtag The Boss Babe Podcast and find our latest post and leave a question in the comments. We love reading through the comments and we'll make sure to answer it on our next podcast. Bye.